Hello, everyone. I am Blaine Gilmer. That is Jed May here with me. That is frozen maybe for just a second. We'll see. We have technological issues going on right off the bat here. Wi-Fi, it is what it is, folks. But uh, we we are excited to be bringing you UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts presented by Turner Wood and Smith Insurance in cooperation with Auto Owners Insurance. Uh, guys, make sure to check out if you need life insurance, home insurance, car insurance, business insurance, anything, Auto Owners is the policy provider you need. And Turner Wooden Smith out of Gainesville, Georgia, they serve people all over the country. Great customer service. So give those guys uh, a call today. We'll make sure to have their stuff uh, linked down below. But um, I think I had – there's Jed. There's the new one. Jed, you had another one that was frozen, and then now this one's in here. So we had a we had a duplicate Jed in here. But uh, anyways, guys, appreciate appreciate everybody who's tuned in right now. Go ahead and hit that like button for us if you if you don't mind. Subscribe as we're going to be talking about all things Georgia football. And uh, Jed, we might as well start off with a little bad news for uh, Georgia recruiting right off the bat. Right, literally, but right before we came in on the show, Dan Daniel Harris, a corner out of uh, out of Miami has decommitted from Georgia in the class of 2023. So, uh, you know, what do we kind of know about, about this, this development for Georgia as, uh, as we start off the show here? Yeah, this, I mean, literally happened in probably about 15 minutes ago, right about eight o'clock. And, and he's a guy, you go back to the summer. We talked about him as one of these guys. Once Fran Brown got hired, Fran Brown really liked him. They, uh, Georgia offered him and, and all that kind of stuff. He jumped on board in July and, and it kind of, uh, came out of nowhere, and it's it's funny, Blaine. I, I noticed one of our uh, vault questions for this week is recruits that might be um, pushed out of the class to make room for some others. I don't think that's the case here. I think this is just a kid who, um, you know, he, he wants to explore other options. I don't think this by any means guarantees he won't end up at Georgia. I think Georgia's going to keep recruiting him and and all that kind of stuff. But um, but yeah, definitely some. Some interesting news. I don't think this is a, or I know this isn't a case where he's not a take because Blaine, they took him what four months ago, right? Yeah. So no, no, yeah. I don't think anything would have changed on that front over the past four months. So we'll see what happens. I mean, um, best of luck to Daniel Harris. He's a he's a good looking kid out of uh, out of Miami there, um, and and yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and and Fran Brown and Will Muschamp, Kirby Smart, I'm sure they'll all continue to to be in touch with him. You know, he came down to it before Miami, Penn State. Some of those schools were were heavy on uh, Daniel Harris before he um, committed to Georgia, and you know we'll see how it ends up. Uh, how it ends up, but I don't think it's over by any means. Uh, but definitely something that now, <clears throat> you know, now there's a, a at the very least there's two ways to look at it. You got to try to re-recruit that that prospect if you're Georgia, right? Get him back into the fold, but also there's a there's a spot open there that. You know, maybe maybe there's somebody else uh, out there that that may fit even better. So there's two different different ways to look at it. Uh, Kirby Smart and and company certainly aren't uh, aren't strangers to a little bit of shakeup in the class, both positively and negatively. Right before uh, right before the end of uh, of before signing period comes oh, around. And I was just going to think for all those who think, oh well, this kid decommitted. How could he possibly end up back in the class? Barry Alexander did this last year, right? He he decommitted and. And was back in the class pretty uh, relatively quickly, I think, over probably probably three months or so, four months. So, um, it does happen. Like you said, it's it's interesting that it's this close to 
signing day. I don't know off the top of my head if Daniel Harris was planning to enroll early or not. Obviously, if he's not, that gives a couple extra months on the back end of this thing. But, um, but yeah, we'll see. Like you said, it's Georgia's now got a chance to re-recruit him. They obviously have that connection with Fran Brown that's gone back so far. And, um, you know, it, it is what it is. Stuff happens in recruiting, and it, there's spots open. Could this mean an extra receiver taken? Could this mean uh, another? I mean, there's the transfer portal aspect to look at it, too. So, um, But, yeah, what we know as of the second is Daniel Harris is not a member of Georgia's 23 class as of the second. Yeah, right now uh, that that is where that has been confirmed. So um, hopefully, I don't know if uh, if Ben or the other guys are watching. Maybe they can update everybody, <laughs> everything on the website while we're here on uh, YouTube right now. Or Jed, maybe while we're uh, going through some of this stuff, you can kind of update some of that over there as well. But um, we have Jason Council coming to us all the way from Hong Kong, guys. So uh, good morning, Jason. Uh, we we appreciate you uh, tuning in here with us. Um, have Tell us where where all you guys are watching. I know Jeremy uh, Barbie. I think he's from the Winder Loganville area over there. He's been on with us a lot. Um, go ahead and drop in where you guys are watching from. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Like I said, turn in. Uh, make sure to go ahead and hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel, guys. It's growing. The numbers are growing every single day on the channel, and that's just a you know a testament to how much you guys really uh you know we're consuming the the content and we love being able to provide it for you so jed uh, that was kind of a development that i don't think you might saw uh coming necessarily tonight right before the show uh with daniel harris but as we said you gotta gotta kind of move move on with uh with things there if you're georgia and try to re-recruit the young man and then you know get things going going from there tim hope is tim hope is tuning in from alabama uh, Michael Corson from Augusta, Georgia. So lots of people tuned in here. Make sure to share with friends. We've got Nathaniel Holsey from Macon, Georgia, and then James Freeman from Chicago. So lots of a good group here watching UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts presented by Turner Wooden Smith and Auto Owners Insurance. But Jed, uh, you know, not a not necessarily the most other than the Daniel uh, Harris decommitment, not the most active week of recruiting with Georgia having a uh, game on the road, Mississippi State, so no visitors or anything, but you can already tell that uh, Georgia's kind of gearing up for a big, big week there where you can have official visitors and things like that right before the SEC championship as you see these two teams behind me, Georgia and LSU, ready to ready to rock in, uh, in Atlanta in December. Yeah, and that's – I mean, I think Jordan Hall is a guy that's been talked about using his official that weekend and um or yeah jordan hall sorry sam and pembo got him confused in my mind but yeah that's one of these huge weekends and we saw it last year i believe i believe blaine correct me if i'm wrong is that when marvin jones took his official? yeah that was marvin jones was the last uh last minute you know official there for georgia when he in the last recruiting cycle for sure yeah so that's it's when and especially even after the sec championship i would say just because I mean, not that the entire program shuts down, right? But these coaches can spend a lot more time with those kids when there's aren't when there's not as much going on, um, in in the lead up to the uh, to a potential college football playoff berth or bowl game or whatever. So, um, I mean, that that month of December is crazy because on the flip side of that, you've got the in home visits with coaches going out all over the place, yeah. um, trying to close out this twenty three class. I Georgia's going to be making a stop by uh, Venice, Florida, to go see Damon Wilson. I can promise sure. you that. So, um. 
all over Florida, really, with Jordan Hall and Sam and Pimba down there as well. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be huge. Like, on campus or game day-wise, obviously, um, at Kentucky this weekend and Georgia Tech, I wouldn't necessarily expect a huge list of visitors uh, for Georgia Tech, especially around Thanksgiving. But once you get past that, it's a, it's a sprint, a three-week sprint to um, early signing day there on the 21st. Yeah, so the, like I said, the third, December 3rd, SEC Championship, and then you got – all those in-home visits that they're going to have to hit, be on the road and all that kind of stuff, and then the lead-up to the SEC championship game, which I believe is – or uh, the lead-up to early signing period, which I think is the 21st uh, of, of December, so uh, 21st through 23rd. So definitely a, a mad dash there in December, and Georgia's going to look to to close strong. And you mentioned Venice, Florida. That's because one Damon Wilson uh, is a major recruit there. And I got some uh, intel this this past weekend I was talking to somebody who a hundred percent knows what's going on in this recruitment and it wasn't the it wasn't the player uh so and this thing is going to go down to the wire uh this is going to be a deal where he's gonna go see the the Ohio State Michigan game in a couple weeks um that it that environment which I'm sure will be a crazy environment two good teams um you know, but we'll we'll see how it uh, how it all plays out. All accounts that that we got from his official visit, and and all, we had people from the Rivals Network talk to him and things like that. It was it went so well, Jed, that he was even contemplating whether he was even going to make that visit to Ohio State or not. So Georgia, I think, made a lot of ground on that visit. But this is a young man who helped his team go to a eighty-seven to twenty victory this weekend in the first round of the playoffs down there in Florida. He had four tackles, two sacks, uh, a tackle – or four four tackles, a tackle for a loss, a sack, a fumble recovery. So he did his part in that in that victory for Venice this weekend. Yeah, and, and you talked about this going down to the wire. It's The lead has already changed coming down the home stretch a couple times. It looked like it was Georgia, and then we had the infamous um, – Ryan Day in-home visit that swung all the momentum to Ohio State and then the Georgia visit for Tennessee and it's back to Georgia now. So schematically or uh, strategically, you look at how this sets up for Georgia. The Ohio State-Michigan game is November, what is it, 26th, I think next weekend, rivalry weekend. Kirby Smart still got his in-home visit left. So you wonder, I don't know, Blaine, you might know better than I do, how late coaches can take officials before, or not take take officials, take in-home visits before signing day, but I would expect Kirby Smart to really plan that one out and and go all in on that home visit because he's a huge target. I mean, you look at him, David Hobbs, Sam and Pimba, those are probably the three biggest targets left on the board along with Jordan Hall. So that's going to be a huge, huge – because the way this recruitment has gone, I, I mean, I, I would probably expect there to be a lot of positive feelings about Ohio State coming out of that uh, visit for the Michigan game. So – that's going to be really one to watch as the Georgia coaching staff uses their in-home visits with Damon Wilson, and um, you know we'll see how the uh, how the chips fall after that. Yeah, and I think uh, you know Kirby and Uzo Deribe having an opportunity to go in-home, uh, maybe maybe get the last in-home. So maybe Ohio State gets the last uh, gets the last you know time of him being on campus at a school. Who knows? He could make a return visit to Georgia. He said that's not out of the question either. Um, so they may even get him back on campus before the ACC championship game of, of some something along those lines. So you never know uh, how things are how things are going to turn out when it comes to that. But um, Jed, there's no denying that Damon Wilson and Samuel Pimba 
have separated themselves from being the, you know, from the rest of the pack of being the two most coveted defensive recruits on on Georgia. Some people would say Jordan Hall, but I think that edge position is at such a premium. Also, given the fact that they, they already have a huge interior defensive lineman and Jamal Jarrett already committed, I think, and yes, they have Gabe Harris, um, but I think uh, Damon Wilson and Samuel Pemba are the type of guys that really you see with Nolan Smith going down, you can never have too much depth at that position with the way offenses are, are now. The the ability to to affect the quarterback is 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 premium, like I said, and and they're they're definitely going all in on these two guys. Absolutely, and you look at what Georgia is losing there after this year with Nolan Smith and Robert Bale both in their. 12 years in Athens and, and ready to leave town with a couple degrees under their belt, it seems like. So, I mean, you look at next year, like there's Chaz Chambliss, there's Marvin Jones, MJ Sherman, and this is, of course, pending any of those guys that could transfer out as well, right? So you don't have a ton of um, experienced game reps behind Nolan Smith and Robert Beal once they leave. So that's a position where the the cupboard needs to be kind of restocked a little bit. And you look at those guys and David Hobbs, too. I mean, I know we've got a question about this, but I think the question is, are uh, and Pimba and Wilson being recruited for the same position? It's all yeah. – I mean, there are there are differences, but they're all sort of in that edge, defensive end, outside linebacker, hybrid-y type area. I mean, obviously, Wilson – and like, I think Hobbs yeah. is a little more of a Trayvon Walker type, but it, it's the – We may have to – we may have to redo your connection there, Jed, because you you kind of froze up on us there. So, uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick you and let you let you come back in on on this deal. So, um, all right, we're gonna let Jed. He's having a little technical difficulties there, but for sure, you know what he's what he's saying there is that obviously they they want all three of them. Georgia wants Jordan Jordan Hall. They want Damon Wilson. They want Samuel and Pimba. And I I think realistically, when you're looking at things right now, you couldn't like where they're sitting better than than where Georgia is. They're in a, a, a head-to-head heat, it seems, with Ohio State for Damon Wilson. They sit really, really well for Samuel and Pimba, and, and by all accounts, they sit really, really well for Jordan Hall as well. So I think what Jeb's trying to say is you couldn't be in a better position for uh, for those, those three guys, but just got to close here at the end uh, for a high-profile guy like Damon Wilson. We're going to get to our questions here in just a minute, Jeb, but do you want to kind of quickly summarize that thought? Because I don't know, you, you cut out on us real quick. Yeah, I was just thinking that that's just that's a position Georgia needs to restock, and all those guys, you can differentiate between defensive end, outside linebacker. In, in Georgia's scheme, the lines kind of get blurred between all those guys a little bit. So I don't think it's like, you know, if they take Impemba at this position, that lessens the possibility with Damon Wilson or taking them both lessens the chances with Damon Hobbs, stuff like that. I think they theoretically would take um, all three. It's not like, you know, we're going to take X amount of receivers, X amount of tight ends, whatever. All those guys are are welcome and they'll carve out their own roles um, theoretically in that Georgia defense. Absolutely. Uh, guys, we're going to get to vault questions here in just a minute, but uh, go ahead and and uh, like, subscribe while you're in here. Both of those are free, and uh, drop in here where you're watching from. Uh, we've got um, <clears throat> we got more people tuning in all the time. we got Let's Go from uh, Bowden, Georgia. Uh, we've got Isaiah uh, from, from Leesburg. Uh, so appreciate you guys tuning in and, and watching here on UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. Like we said, presented by Turner Wood and Smith and Auto Owners Insurance. All that information going across the bottom of the screen. Any insurance needs, go ahead and hit them up, guys, because 
you're getting great customer service from an agency like Turner Wooden Smith, and you're getting quality policies provided to you by auto owners, life, home, car, business. Both companies been in business over a hundred years. So check it out. We got Georgia King in here from Middletown, New York. So man, we got New York and Hong Kong. Those are basically like, you know, two, two different countries there, Jed, from, uh, from, from even, even America, you got New York, which is like its own different country. And then Hong Kong, you know, over there. Uh, so who knows how, how everybody's just worldwide over here with Georgia football recruiting. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get to the, the vault questions. Our first one here, Jed, comes from Golston Dog. Yeah, Golston Dog says, which position will suffer the most with departures for the portal? Okay, so, you know, I think maybe uh, what you mentioned there before, depending on who comes in, I think you may could see a couple guys in that edge defense, uh, defensive group, whether it's outside linebacker, maybe might have let to say, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of behind in the pecking order here. They could they could head out. Um, wouldn't even be surprised if they lost a. They don't really need to, but wouldn't be surprised maybe if they lost one of those DBs just because it's so crowded with how uh, how you know how things are and maybe even offensive line. Is there any is there any group I didn't hit there? Anything? And of course, we all I'll, I'll give I'll tee you up for the easy one that that is all going to be there. What what's the what's the one that people want to hear about, Jed? Quarterback. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean like, that's, that's like saying Jesus in Sunday school. You know, that's that's the go-to answer. But see, here's the thing about quarterback: like in a and and granted, injuries happen, whatever. In a perfect world, you have one quarterback take every snap through the year, right? So that's a little different. Something I'm curious to see because we think Kenny McIntosh has a pretty decent chance of going to the NFL after the season. If Kendall Milton were to transfer, and I haven't heard that, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying if it, it's it's possible. That leaves you fairly inexperienced and thin-ish at running back because you have Dejan Edwards, who's obviously played a bigger role this year. Branson Robinson, who's still working his way in. Andrew Paul, who will be coming back off a torn ACL. You don't really know what to expect from him on that front. Probably not a lot next year. And then, um, you know, Roderick Robinson as a true freshman and, and whatever back you get out of the portal or um, adding to this class. So I think when you look at numbers, maybe not running back, but as a at a position group that could suffer the most, I think that could be one just because that would leave you uh, fairly thin in terms of experience at that position if Kendall Milton and Kenny McIntosh would both, uh, both end up leaving. Yeah, definitely agree. That would be, that would be quite, uh, quite interesting. So let's see who we got here from green timbers. Got a question for us, Jed. Yep. Coming off their Texas visit. What is the pulse of Deandre Moore? And Deuce Robinson, is their pulse rate higher than the Texas football program right now, Blaine? Ugh, what is the what is the pulse uh, of those guys? What is the pulse of Texas football? Is um is better the question over here? I I don't know what's uh what's going on with Texas, but hey, I don't know if that could have helped Texas case too much. But Jed, honestly, it seems like any decisions that are being made in favor of Texas uh, aren't based off what's going on on the field, anyways. So if uh, if they do have any, some kind of inc- inclination to head towards uh, Texas, it's likely not affected by what happened with uh, with TCU uh, going into Austin and beating them this past weekend. So I don't think that I don't know that that would move the needle much for them. That experience about except maybe you know meeting some people behind the scenes and getting to experience a little bit there in, in that town. Austin is a great college town, but 
Um, I still think as of right now that definitely think DeAndre Moore is going to be a guy who, who, who does flip from Louisville. The question is, is it Georgia? Is it Texas? Is it somewhere else where he takes a visit here late? I think Georgia sits, did, did well for themselves with that uh, official visit that he took over the Tennessee weekend and Deuce Robinson. I think Georgia uh, really has climbed up the board there and, and, and leapfrog teams and, and even – at this point, Trent said last week that Georgia may be the team to beat there with uh, Deuce, Deuce Robinson. So, interesting stuff, and we'll see see how it moves going forward. Have you, anything you've heard, Jed, coming off of those visits for those guys? Not a ton. I mean, I think looking at that Texas visit, there's obvious – Arch Manning was there, I believe, and then no we matter what happened. Again, we lost you again, Jed. Yeah, I don't know. You may have to turn off some devi- other devices or something. I'm going to kick you again let you come back in. But uh, Jed's having Wi-Fi issues uh, issues right now. It keeps freezing up on us there, guys. But, um, yeah, here's the thing. When it comes to Deuce Robinson, uh, we were talking to, you know, prospects and things like that and then, uh, you know, talked to, to Pierce Sperlin after um, after the, the Tennessee visit when he was there. And he said, hey, you know, Todd Hartley's been bluntly honest that, yeah, they're, they're going after Deuce Robinson. It doesn't have an effect on – uh, on Pierce or, or Lawson Lucky because, you know, that uh, that they're quite honest when there are three different type of tight ends and Georgia could be losing a lot of tight ends. So um, after this season, uh, definitely some guys to eligibility and then also some guys to the to the NFL. I think uh, Darnell Washington is definitely making a case for, for himself to do well in the NFL draft this upcoming year with his play, Jed. So, you know, there's going to be a need to bring guys in and I, I definitely could see Georgia – going three especially with deuce being more of a hybrid type guy if, if that were to take place yeah that's been a fascinating recruitment just like you were talking about the pitching the two tight ends that georgia's got hey this guy is is totally different from you two guys i think what i was trying to say before um i i crapped out was texas had arch manning on campus last weekend i think so yeah there's obviously that specter of hey come here with arch come here be part of the future we have a great class coming in uh, whatever losing at home to TCU it isn't the greatest look, but like you said, on field results, um, you know, might not mean uh, a, a ton anyway. And I want to address uh, Brian Chafer over here asking why would Milton transfer? I'm not saying he would. I just I could see it. You know, if if you want to go get a fresh start, be the number one back, get a be one of those guys that gets 30 carries a game. It it could. I'm not saying it's probable. It just it it could happen. I guess. And then just uh, talking out a position that would transfer, that would leave George in um, pretty rough shape. All I'm saying. Uh, that that phone call, uh, and we know what that, that phone call should be directed at Jed May because uh, I don't feel like being on the phone for hours. Uh, so uh, that, that phone call should be directed at Jed May. That's all I'm going to say there uh, when, when, it come, when, <laughs> when it comes to that. Uh, all right. So let's uh, go right here to – Big Fatty 94. I don't know that we've had a question from Big Fatty 94 on here yet, but a, uh, a a member of the vault, nonetheless, that has a question for us here, Jed. Went to school with uh, – there were a couple nicknames thrown around my high school that were that were similar oh, to Big Fatty. Right, we need to uh, leave them alone. <laughs> is, is Georgia expecting most commits to announce on signing day, or is Georgia going to be going into signing day with the class set? Also, the Rock versus Roman – the Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Who wins? I mean, you got to put The Rock over, right? The Rock has got to win that. You can't let Roman Reigns win. That's got to be like the end. 
you got to use the rock to transition the t- the belt off of Roman Reigns because he's had it for like over two years or something. Got to plus, you know, I mean, Roman Reigns went to Georgia Tech, right? I mean, that's even more reason. You got to get the get get the belt off of him uh, there. But no, uh, Georgia. Um, I think that you're going to see a lot of these guys, these these high profile guys. I think they'll have somewhere in the low twenties, twenty two, twenty three, uh, go through there. Jed uh, that are probably announced and then the remainder of the class announced, you know, on, on in the early signing period. Yeah. Off the top of my head. I mean, I know Jordan Hall is, is planning to announce on early signing day, the way his, his recruitment is going. I wouldn't be shocked if that's when Damon Wilson ends up announcing. Um, trying to think, I mean, other than like, if they were to flip someone on an early signing day, like as far as scheduled announcements go, I think those are the two, um we're looking at right now as far as guys that are announcing on on early signing day with Jordan Hall and um and Damon and Damon Wilson possibly just thinking of how how long in this recruiting the recruitment is going to go it seems like early but Samuel, Samuel and Pimba just announced that he's going to do it the day <laughs> after the SEC championship game and you know with the teams that he put out there Tennessee Florida Miami Georgia I think Tennessee would be the greatest threat to Georgia in that scenario right there. And I really feel like things are trending Georgia's way there with it being the day after the SEC championship game. It's almost like, you know, in the Instagram posts and stuff he's been putting, it's almost like he's, uh, he's kind of thinking that with like Vegas is that Georgia's a 16 uh, point favorite as the spreads opened up and he's maybe trying to bask in the glory of a post SEC, you know, championship, uh, you know, fan base and announcing his his uh his commitment and stuff like that so we'll see uh how it all how it all turns turns out there all right we got another one here from uh c buck 11 this is the million dollar question here jed other than quarterback this is the position people want to know about yep uh the question that no one has ever asked on this show what's the latest on the running back position for 2023 yeah, so I will tell you this, uh, in the Fall in the Future piece that I put out on UGA Sports uh, today, um, Roderick Robinson uh, helped his team in the first round. Um, he, of course, Georgia commit Roderick Robinson from uh, San Diego, uh, California, out there at Lincoln High School. He had nine carries for 58 yards and a touchdown, helped his team to a 23 nothing win in the first round of the playoffs. And they'll be playing against Carlsbad High School out there, Jed, in, in California with one uh, Julian Sayan in the second round. So, you get to see an Alabama quarterback commit go up against a Georgia running back commit in that in that matchup out there. Um, but Jed, uh, you know, other than that, uh, th- there there may be a certain running back in you know within the state of Georgia that's still being still being talked about, still being looked at uh, by by Dell McGee and company. Oh yeah, he's a legacy. His name's J- Justice Haynes. So uh, you know, obviously Haynes was there in in Tennessee uh, for the Tennessee weekend and anytime you get a legacy on campus Jed when you have that kind of uh that kind of environment that kind of build up for a game it it can't it can't hurt and uh, I think that we've also confirmed that there there's some renewed uh talks renewed interest there and I think it's going to uh, things are things are picking up kind of behind the scenes there at least yeah um Man, you said in-state guy. You really uh, had me thinking we were going Jordan Louie. Um, yeah. 
I mean, I think, you know, there was there was that stretch there where it was Jordan Lewis was on campus seemingly every day. Georgia offered Jeremiah Cobb. And now in the wake of that, it seems like the staff was kind of, um, you know, covering its bases, giving itself some options. But it, it, it looks like it's it's Justice Haynes or um, or bust or in my bust, I mean, transfer portal probably. But I mean, it's it kind of like we were talking about with um, with Damon Wilson, it's going to be a five week plus sprint to try to get justice Haynes flipped um, going into sign. He's the guy Jordan's wanted all along. The communication hasn't stopped. Um, you remember we had that, that tidbit from the, um, I forget which Buford game it was, but Paul saw Del McGee there and Del McGee said, I'm right where I need to be. So that's, yeah. that's, that's a few weeks old now. And, and, and Georgia's trying really hard there. And now what I'm interested to see if the flip is unsuccessful, what happens between December and February? Because last year yeah. we all remember Andrew Paul just explodes out of nowhere and official visits to Georgia commits and signs in the span of like two weeks. So if Haynes is unsuccessful, I could see that happening. I could see them trying to add a portal back maybe next summer. If that doesn't work, there's a lot of moving pieces kind of in that running back room that could go some different ways. But as of right now, it looks like Justice Haynes, um, Justice Haynes are bust as far as adding a guy out of high school in this class. Yeah, and you'll be happy to know, Jed, people are telling me that apparently, uh, you know, I'm the only one that's losing a connection with you on here. So at least you're at least you're good on the on the production end of things. And maybe, we, you know, if it ends up happening again, I'll just pretend uh, like it's not happening. So uh, anyways, yeah, I, I think it's going to be an interesting deal. If, if something does, I'm not saying that it's imminent with Justice Haynes, but if something does happen with Justice Haynes flipping to Georgia, and that's a big if because, listen, he, there's a reason he committed to Alabama in the first place, right? He 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 obviously uh, likes that program, likes what they have going on. But I don't think it'll be a big, uh, you know, um, LeBron James, you know, taking my talents to South Beach type, uh, you know, production. It'll be, I think, a quiet phone call to, to Nick Saban, then a phone call to Del McGee, and then maybe a social media post uh, that, that hits things and, and nobody will ever know any different until it, until it happens, much like uh, – <laughs> Much like, you know, the day that he committed to Alabama and, uh, you know, he called you about 15 minutes before and said, hey, I'm, I'm committing to Alabama. Yeah, uh, so, we're, uh, we're to hang out in the New Orleans hotel about to go to the airport. And then I, uh, you know, drop my phone and pass out and then wake up and write a story when uh, I get that news. So, but no, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, he it's it was a very low key. I mean, I don't even think we knew the day he, he, didn't, he didn't even set a day the first time. It's just kind of. I mean, we kind of knew things might be percolating there, but he didn't even really set a day. It's just, oh, yeah, it's 4.30. I'm committed to Alabama now. So um, wouldn't shock me if, uh, if a potential flip is handled the same way. Yeah, and, and here, here's the thing. Like you said, Del McGee has never made any bones about how much he wants, uh, you know, Justice Haynes to, to be a member of this, this class. I mean, you know, just how hard he's been recruiting him for years and, and uh, that relationship that they've – that they've kind of built the family and, you know, of course, Veron and his connections to Georgia. So not saying that it's definitely going to happen, but they're definitely trying is all we can confirm uh, right now. It's still, you know, maybe there was a little bit of a lull there for just a little bit, kind of backing off, looking at other options, that kind of stuff. Uh, but I think it's in full swing now trying to, trying to get uh, justice to, to, uh, to, to flip. We'll see if they're successful by by the end of this. Here we go, Jed. We got one from Andy Stowe here. 
Not the obvious question. I thought we just answered the obvious question. Uh, <laughs> when is when is Arch flipping to Georgia after watching that high power Texas Texas offense? Ha ha! I kid. Love the show. Go dogs. Well, if you love the show, then um, you know you know we uh, we have covered the Arch debate uh, many many times. I, I almost miss it sometimes. Ah, um, oh, the good old days of the. It really it really takes me back. I think a thread got bumped the other day from the Arch Manning Arch Manning Times or something. So it. Uh, it really took me back to those fun times over the summer playing. How about you? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, here's the thing. Right now, like I said, if you're going to Texas to play football, you're going for one of two reasons, okay? Either you grew up a Texas fan, and that's always been a dream. And, you know, little did we know uh, until after uh, after it was posted because the Manning family, you know, likes to keep everything under lock and key that – you know, little Arch grew up wearing Texas shirts when he was seven, eight, nine years old, and and always had uh, Texas kind of on his on his mind from a young age. So he's been a, been a Texas fan um, growing up. And then two, the other reason is you're you know taking advantage of big time uh, NIL opportunities over there because it sure is heck getting to get developed, and it sure is heck getting to to have a you know successful football career because they're an absolute train wreck right now. And uh, Steve Sarkeesian, you know, they got people, uh, you know, they got coaches that are um, marrying strippers that have pet monkeys that are biting people and, you know, they're losing games that they shouldn't lose. I mean, it's all kinds of stuff that could only happen uh, at Austin, Texas. Texas, Austin, Texas gets weird now. So, uh, but here's the thing, Arch is locked in. He's not going anywhere. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, that's kind of wishful thinking there. If you're, if you're somebody, uh, a, a Georgia faithful that's wanting that, but, uh, Jed, I think it's just, you know, we're having fun, but seriously, those are the only two reasons I can think of people who want to go to Texas right now is either it's NIL driven or they just grew up being a Texas fan. Yeah. It, I would definitely think that this year has been very disappointing from a Texas perspective, which is crazy when you think about, the Red River shootout, which is usually a, a very competitive game, huge rivalry. Texas smoked Oklahoma, so you think, "Oh man, we're really on on the come up after that." And you lose a close one to Alabama, like, "Oh well, that happens." But then you blow one against Oklahoma State, and you lose at home to TCU. And TCU is a very good team, but when you look on paper, I mean, I don't know what the recruiting rankings are of the past classes or whatever. Texas, I would imagine, is a more talented team on paper than TCU. So. Yeah. For sure. And TCU's uh, got a first-year head coach. So, um, I'm sure Texas has lost. They've, they've got four losses. I don't know what the other one is. But, um, I mean, you're 6-4. and four, You're going to Kansas this weekend. Kansas is, is all geeked up and, and might be getting Jalen Daniels back. I mean, it's it could end up a 7-5 and five year, which is not what um, things not, – not, what, not how this year was supposed to go in the minds of um, Steve these last these last five weeks will really um, these last five weeks are going to tell us how much the on field product really still matters, right? Because if people can watch Miami play the way Miami has played this year and say, and still say, well, you know, then the on field product is not the biggest thing. Uh, uh, EMH says here that Arch. Arch is a Manning. He doesn't really need a big NIL deal. Well, yeah, we 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 said that. We said the main reason that he's uh, going is because apparently he grew up wanting to wanting to be a Texas Longhorn, and that was one thing. Now you're fooling yourself if you think NIL was not involved in this Arch Manning situation, because I can assure you, 
it was and it is quite lucrative. Okay. Um, so don't, don't fool yourself when it, when it comes to that. Definitely, uh, definitely, definitely involved. Um, and, and, and some of it'll be just by the name itself, right? Jed, you know, we, we talk about, people talk about the hype and all that kind of stuff, but we're, listen, we're not going to spend enough time on Archman because he's going to Texas, not going to Georgia and this is UGA sports. And we're, that's what we're talking about. So, uh, Jed, we got a question from, and I, I don't have this one to put up on the screen, but this is Mikey P 1983 says, which of our commits, which one of Georgia's commits slash targets are in line to make significant moves in the rankings, either up or down. And he said, also, can we count on Jed to go full Montreal screw job and drop all the Bama commits before the final rankings? I don't know how well versed you are, uh, on the on the Montreal screw screw job there uh, uh well you know I think you would probably uh they're they're wanting you to play the rule the the role of uh Shawn Michaels in that one who double crossed uh Brett Brett Hart in it but uh so two questions there Jed which one of the commits and targets do you think is going to make a jump in the rankings and then are you going to drop all the Alabama commits before signing day well, as we all know, I am I I and I alone are responsible for every rankings decision made at Rivals. Um, so guys <laughs> that rise up, I'd say CJ Allen's gonna rise up. I would say Jordan Hall is gonna rise up. Um, I could see oh man, I was looking at this the other day. Um, I could see Chris Peel rising up. I wouldn't necessarily um guarantee that. I mean, he's a three star now. I could see him going up to maybe a four star guy. Could, Ray, could Raylan Wilson end up getting a fifth star? Like that—that that would be a guy that. Yeah. Man, I'm I trying mean, to think of where he is now. Um, I think I think I think he's deserving of one. Honestly, like if I was good, I don't know about five stars, but he definitely could go up. I mean, AJ Harris, I think if he stays where he is, numbers wise, could end up with a fifth star if you count that going up. Um, and then yeah, obviously I will drop every. Alabama commit outside of the top two fifty because that that's what matters on the field at the end of the day is where teams are ranked. Um, so yeah, the so Jed will be the Shawn Michaels to uh, you know Alabama's Bret Hart recruiting rankings and, and the Montreal Screwjob analogy there. But guys, uh, you know we've we've hit a lot of our vault questions here. If you have any questions on the YouTube chat, go ahead and and hit them here and 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 you know bring those in we'll try to try to answer them here on the uh, on the youtube chat we appreciate all you guys tuning in right now make sure to hit that like that subscribe button we got another you know 10 minutes or so here so go ahead and uh, send in those questions via youtube if you got them jen i guess the 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 main thing that you know you wrote a story today uh about Georgia's dominance in the sec east and how they've been there five out of six times now and I just think that, you know, you say that that people say NIL, transfer portal, college football is changing and stuff like that, but there's not many programs that are just continually able to point like, you know, well, we're, we're playing for championships every year and it be, and it be the truth. Um, a lot of people like to say that and like to say that they're going to, but um, just talk to people a little bit about that, about that piece and, you know, how big of a – uh, arrow that is in the quiver of Georgia when they're talking about recruiting these guys. Well, yeah, because when you get to that mountaintop, like it's not guaranteed you stay there. 2019 LSU fell off a cliff, and 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 I'm sure they still recruited decently well because they're LSU and the brand and whatever. But 
Georgia has proven, okay, they have played in the playoff. You know, this will be year three if they get there. They've played in, like you said, Blaine, they played in this will be the fifth SEC championship. Coming off a national championship, this team might be just as good, if not better. And you look at the road ahead, like they could be second consecutive undefeated regular season. Don't know when the last time that's happened. I would imagine they'd probably be favored against every team in the country with the exception of maybe Ohio State, maybe. Um, and I think Georgia would be favored over them. So, I mean, if you look at, at point spreads and stuff, Georgia is is likely to win a national title for and obviously play the games on the field. But what they've done coming off the national title and proving this program is here to last, it, it resonates with these guys. And even we t- how many 2025 guys did we talk to after yeah. the game? They had 20, 2022 at the top 100 for 2025 in the building. What did all those kids say? Man, Georgia's a program built to last. They're still going to be good when I get here. I mean, that matters for these. That's how you build these recruiting classes is you you make these early impressions on these guys way down the line. Antoine Hill, who's been to Georgia a million times with Trey Hill, his uncle. That's the loudest I've ever heard Sanford Stadium. I mean, that all this kind of stuff snowballs on and on down the line. So it, it, it's huge. I mean, the, the continued dominance, even and, – and this year, Georgia will be favored by probably – 10 14 points in the SEC championship and if they win it that's another quiver you know it's yeah. all this stuff stacks up and i mean georgia they look like and they're getting so much more national attention now cuz i think more and more it's talked about in in the the in big media with a capital m you know that that georgia is the preeminent program in college football right now which Absolutely. i think and once recruits, I mean, recruits watch ESPN just like you and I do. The more and more they hear that, the more like, oh man, Georgia. Yes. This- I mean, it's 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 free, it's free marketing, you know. I mean, it's That's something it. that you you can't replace for sure. All right, let's uh let's go ahead and hit some of these uh these these YouTube questions here real quick. We got uh Mo Money Dog Two. Are any other others in the class currently committed looking around? I mean, Bo Hewley's been visiting, you know everywhere in the world it seems like lost and lucky a little bit but as of right now i feel like both of those will end up uh, staying in the class at least that's the indication that they give jed this one would be more you do more team stuff than i do uh, how has vandegriff handled the scout team this year so i know him and gunner stockton have both been doing some stuff over there um you know what's your what's your what have you heard on vandegriff and his development this year yeah, I actually think it might be it might have been more Gunner Stockton on the scout team, but Kirby says he's really pleased with these guys. And Vandegriff is kind of like where Carson Beck was last year, his second year in Todd Munkin's offense. You make that big leap from year one to year two. Um, I don't think he has even seen a game snap. If he has, it's been obviously in, in big yeah, time. He's, 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 he's been in there a little bit, but just to like uh, hand it off or take a knee, you know, nothing. So, I mean, those those scout team reps are valuable. I mean, it's not not the the I don't know, stigma. Or, I mean, Kirby uses that as a developmental tool because you're obviously going against a, a very good defense every day. So, you know, if Brock Vandegriff ends up winning the starting job next spring, which right now looks like an uphill battle against Carson Beck, then those scout team reps are uh, are going to be a big reason why. Jordan Harris asks, y'all think we take a couple of edge uh, players out of the portal? I think it depends on, you know, if you land in Pimba and, and Damon Wilson, and then, of course, you've got, you know um, – uh, Gabriel yeah, Harris. yeah Gabe, Gabriel Harris there. Of course, you have Marvin Jones coming back, Michael Williams, 
Um, uh, I, I'm losing my train of thought here. He, he got hurt. Uh, Darius, uh, oh, Darius. Darius. Dare Smith, of course. Uh, you know, I mean, that guy was getting to a point where he was getting ready to really contribute for Georgia, and uh, unfortunately got hurt. Jalen Walker now playing some stuff on the edge. So I think if they sign a couple guys, I don't know if Edge is is uh, especially if it's in Pimba and Wilson. I don't know that they'll, um, you know, I don't know that they'll des- need to to go in that position. But I definitely think they'll end up taking some people out of the portal. Just uh, position yet to be determined. Uh, Romy Scott, which wide receiver targets can possibly uh, have an immediate impact? You know, uh, people people like to, you know, look at stars and ratings and all that. Jed, Yazid Haynes was a guy who came in with not a ton of uh, uh, fanfare, but I'll tell you what, he's a guy that's going to early enroll. Uh, he'll be there for bowl practice in January, and he can absolutely fly a 40 can run every route on the route tree and uh, has shown tremendous, you know, dexterity and had a huge senior year. I think Yazid Haynes is someone that it, that maybe the people are sleeping on a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, you can't you can't teach that speed, and you wonder. I mean, could he be a guy that even gets a look as a as a punt returner? Perhaps. I mean, that, that could be as well. So, um, and Tyler Williams. I mean, that that's the obvious one, but he's got such a combination. Speaking of speaking of punt returners, he's six three, yeah. two hundred and. 15 pounds or whatever, and he's running, returning punts and kickoffs for touchdowns at Lakeland. So um, I think you look at those two guys as, as, as huge. And I think he's more of tight end receiver hybrid. Pierce Sperling could be a guy that, yeah. that gets time right away. Cause he posted that video of him weightlifting not long ago. He's up to 240 pounds now and will add more once he gets on campus in January. So uh, that could be a guy that cracks uh, some of the rotation a little bit too. Absolutely. Uh, he said, what 2024 wide receivers uh, do we have the best shot at? Jed mentioned today on the vault. So, Jed, you kind of put those uh, people who aren't members of the vault, you kind of put those 2024 wide receivers in two tiers there. Um, what's your what's your thoughts? Of course, they've already got Nikar uh, committed. They've got Sakovi White committed there. Landon Thomas is tied in, is committed. So, already a lot of, a lot of weapons committed to Vonnie Mizell at running back, but uh, what receivers do you think Georgia sits the best with uh, right now in that class of 2024? Yeah, I think Georgia sits really well with um, Zion Regens. Um, Todd Hartley has been on him super hard as a, as a fellow Jones County guy. We all know Todd Hartley doesn't miss. So, um, and, and I really like what Georgia sits with K.J. Bolden, who – I had him listed as a receiver. Blaine, you reported, I don't know if it was last week or week before, he could end up at safety potentially. So um, that's that's one to watch there. Yeah. Um, Jordan sits well with Jalua Solomon, who was on the, in the second tier of that list. Um, Amari Jefferson as well. Um, a, guy, a guy from the Baylor School in Chattanooga. It's committed to uh, Tennessee for baseball. So um, it, it's going to be really interesting. I think they take at that's least cool two. That Will Muschamp's son goes to, by the way. Exactly, yeah. And that's his main – that's where his offer came from, and, and that's his main relationship. So I think with two already committed, I, I figure Georgia probably takes at least two more, maybe three receivers in that class. So a long way to go, and, and, and kind of we'll see who decides to jump on board and win and spots. I mean, that's something Sakobe White said. He was like, yeah, I want to go ahead and jump on board and get my spot secured in that class so uh we'll see but the, i mean the early returns on that class on the offensive skill side of the ball are just are are silly yeah and then people are asking about you know backup for uh for you know daniel harris listen i think daniel harris is still 
in in the running there with Georgia. Okay, this young man kind of backing off, taking uh, taking account of his options right now here a month out before signing day. He's done this before, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> with other places. So, uh, you know, I think Georgia's still in the mix there. We'll see how it all turns out. But I'm just telling you uh, that you know Georgia's totally not out of it there. Um, but people are pointing out Justin Justin Rett, a four-star from Las Vegas, Nevada. A.J. Harris, who you mentioned, could be a guy that could end up getting a fifth star before it's all over with. I mean, uh, you know, totally not not bare at that, at that position. Then Chris Peel, who's, uh, you know, kind of underrated right now. He's doing a lot more for his team at running back than he is um, – <laughs> than he is at DB right now, Jed, for Providence Day. Uh, had, I think, 17 carries for 128 yards and a touchdown in their first-round win. So, you know, it's – uh, hey, Georgia's going to keep recruiting. And uh, even Troy Bowles, you know, he's listed as a linebacker, but he's been playing a lot of DB himself, uh, playing some playing some safety for Jesuit. So, who knows how he ends up getting used. And then, of course, they got Jonel Aguirre at safety. So, quite the DB haul, even if uh, Daniel Harris doesn't end up in the class. But – I wouldn't rule Georgia out on this just yet. But, Jed, you got anything before we uh, close out here? It's about time to wrap up. Nothing much. Um, you know, I'm going to start a series tomorrow on breaking down the 24 big boards at some different positions and going to do that position by position. So, um, look for that in the coming days. And, um, and yeah, we're going to – you know, it's Kentucky this weekend and then final home game of the year next weekend against Georgia Tech. So, one last uh, visitor list and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, big week, uh, big uh, – big, big – uh, last home game, big month of December coming up, signing day, December 21st through 23rd. Make sure you are a member of the UGA Sports Vault so you get all the updates, things along those lines, because we're going to be uh, having those. And, you know, just uh, behind the scenes here, uh, might want to just pass along that little, uh, you know, curse that uh, of Gwinnett County. Could be getting broken here uh, before too long with, with, uh, with Georgia. They may be able to, to you know, break the glass ceiling so to speak that is a Gwinnett County recruits here got a lot of uh, intel that'll be coming out in the next next week or so over there on the vault so make sure you're a member to check that out subscribe like turn on notifications check out Jim Donnan with uh, Roddy and and Dane tomorrow as they'll be talking about the Kentucky matchup and breaking down what happened at Mississippi State and all those good things you got um Paul uh, on the overreaction show with Roddy after the games uh, every week. And, of course, Brent and Dane doing their thing with the film don't lie and all the breakdowns and stuff. So a lot of good work uh, being done by everybody. But it it's all because of you guys watching that we put it out. So we appreciate it. Like, subscribe, turn on notifications, and we'll catch you next time on UGA Sports, Rumors versus Facts.